3: Welcome to Web is the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, and reveal some of our favorite conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. I'm Allie Siegel, and today I'm so excited. We have one of my favorite people on earth and the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Lauren Debra, Lauren tell us about yourself and your podcast, because I know our listeners would love your podcast so much.
1: Oh, my gosh, you're so sweet. Um, A bit about myself. I'm a huge Ali Siegel fan. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is a a big deal for me.
1: (laughs) Um, This is awesome. My podcast is called My Dad Stole My Limelight. Um, The short version is that my dad came out before I could so, you Amazing. know, young Lauren blamed him for <laughs> staying in the closet. It's a it's a fun and funny podcast. Um, my dad's been on it, but essentially I interview people about their coming out experiences. Didn't know it was going to be a funny podcast when I launched, but there you go. It's so
3: cool. <laughs> also, weird story. Lauren and I were like internet friends and we had never met. And then we yeah. were randomly at the same comedy show yeah. and I saw her and I was like, Lauren? And like a total creep, I was like... Oh.
1: <laughs> and not said, a creep at all i i was like amazing. what I, well at first i was i was in la which i don't live there so i was like yeah. who knows me it must be a different lauren so like my reaction was like what what and we're masked up so it took me a second but
3: yes it was amazing it was and amazing and I, I was, best day of i my wasn't life. sure you were there <laughs> either yet too and i was like it was just a weird faded experience totally um and you you are like in the comedy uh, scene as well you've done a lot of comedy stuff
1: yeah a bit like a lot of my experience has been behind the scenes so I've like managed clubs and produced and albums yeah. and festivals and that that kind of fun stuff but I have been on stage and I took I took a break off stage for two years no yeah. no big deal you know lots of people <laughs> did no reason just felt like it yeah,
3: um, one, one day, one, one. <laughs> just needed
1: a break um did anything
3: happen? <laughs> no not
1: at all I was just really tired uh, <laughs> um but I recently just started getting back up on stage so that has been terrifying and fun <laughs>
3: oh my god that's crazy and just so everyone knows Lauren has an Australian accent but she's currently in canada yeah <laughs> so don't get confused
1: and australians um, don't be mad at my like botched accent i've been here for a while it's gonna be it's gonna come and go
3: <laughs> we once had a mailbag episode where uh, someone just called in and did an australian accent for like five minutes and they weren't an australian and it was just the most bizarre mailbag. i remember
1: that because you weren't sure yeah. if, like are they putting on an accent they or is you- this <laughs> we were like are they acting or
3: is it what are they doing um but lauren's is real it's real uh, So tell us about your episode today. I am so excited. And you've also included some pictures. So we'll put those up yes. uh, when your episode airs as well. She's the most thorough person that
1: I know. Ellie does know that about me. Overorganized? Yeah. Correct. Yes. It's, it's
3: amazing. I wish I was Lauren. Um, all right. Well, as we say, let's get into let's it. Let's get into it. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. What a thrill. Can I quickly you know. shout out my sister? I know that's weird. Oh my gosh. Shout out anyone I want to. you want. Okay. My little sister, Emily, who I affectionately call elmon um since we were kids i don't even remember why binges web crawlers like we discovered it at the same time during like the start of the lockdown she's in australia and i just want to say that right now she's like finishing up her placement at uni she's doing like up to like 300 hours of her 500 she's the first person in our family to go to university she put herself through university by working full-time she's a badass but she listens to this show and I tried to get her to co-host with me, but she was too scared. Sorry, first chat for calling you out, Elmon, but you're amazing, and I just want to say I love you. And now your name is on the pod. <laughs>
3: Emily, shout out to Emily, and congratulations on going to uni yeah. university. We <laughs> stay here in the states. Uh, what is she studying?
1: Uh, she's doing social working. Social working. Yeah, that's why I didn't go to uni. Social work? Oh, my God. I
3: always want to Definitely get into social work. Definitely more complex than
1: that. She's smart. I yeah. am. I Stop I, it. I, I,
3: <laughs> I
1: I just, I'm in awe of you the comedian. You're
3: the comedian. <laughs> yeah, I'm the funny um, one. Uh, <laughs> the funny one. Um, congratulations, Emily. And if you ever want to uh, co-host again, yeah. just let us know. The, the friends and family benefits. Oh, my gosh. So um. cute. Well, thank you
1: for letting me shout her out.
2: Oh my god, That was awesome!
1: Um, but the episode today I'm doing is on an Australian thing. I wanted to keep it Love keep that. it in the homeland. I guess I'm feeling a bit homesick. Um, yes. But you've also already covered two of my favorite Aussie things, which was the dingo ate my baby, and I tried <laughs> to eat my husband. They're the, t- yes. the two most <laughs> the two classic Australian. <laughs> the three things are known for those two and Steve. Irwin. Dingo ate my yeah. baby.
3: I ate my husband, and now this,
1: and now this. Which maybe I should give a shout out to my other sister who obsessively watched true crime documentaries with her husband why her children nap and she's the one who (laughs) gave me this I was like I'm too scared to do the research what should I do this on and so she gave me and then I went and researched it so I love
3: that that's how she relaxes from like <laughs> a break from her kids is like true crime <laughs> it's like my kids are finally napping I can watch them, my murder totally
1: stuff. time to unwind put my feet yeah, up um, so gruesome, and does it with her husband like this is how we love each other um
3: that's so cute
1: but I Yeah. So I I discovered, which I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast do, that while researching this, when she gave me the topic, thank you, Karen, um, Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, I only consume this kind of content through web crawlers and I am (laughs) such a chicken shit. (laughs) Oh my God. So this podcast, I have to say, was almost called, it is about the Flora Valley Station mystery, which I'll give you info about in a second, but it was almost called the Flora Valley Station mystery gave me nightmares and I don't want to talk about it so
3: that, that's even better that's what we'll title the episode on spotify or apple when we put it up totally
1: um uh, okay so the flora valley station mystery is a story of how two australian boys aged 16 and 17 vanished from an outback cattle station and the discovery of their bodies and a death note months later made it even more of a mystery
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> Ooh. so this Ooh. happened uh long before i uh, ali and i were born Decades yeah. before we were born in
3: 1986. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah that, I don't even remember the 80s. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, what?
1: <laughs> um, so in 1986, two boys, James Annette, who was 16, and Simon Amos, who was 17, excitedly and separately, that's important, they didn't do it together, answered an ad for work up in the Kimberley as Jackaroos at Flora Valley Station. Ooh. So the ad called for young boys aged 16 to 18 and no experience was required, which, is suspect already
3: yeah uh, I have to interject (laughs) yes for those who don't know what's a what's a jackaroo oh yeah you know what (laughs) good
1: point I did define this later in the doc which it would have made sense to do it now so the job title is called jackaroo which when I googled Mm. it I found out the feminine equivalent is jillaroo which is oh my god (laughs) which is ridiculous on so many level levels like the two genders jackaroo and jillaroo that's
3: okay come on
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, so amazing. Um, but anyway, a jackaroo works on a sheep or a cattle station, basically as a trainee to get experience to hopefully one day like become a manager or an overseer of of these stations. So just making sure everything runs smoothly. Um, oh, okay. and they get paid really little because they're like trainees. Um, yeah. So these boys got paid a hundred dollars a week, which is I
2: mean okay. it's the eighties, yeah.
1: but also not a not not much for the yeah, conditions that they worked in. Yeah. Um, I also side note. Ali did say there were um, photos. James was apparently 16 and he looks 30, in my opinion. And Simon was 17 and looks 11. So I, I don't know if that's the 80s or something. The 80s were uh, a weird time. Yeah, <laughs>
3: totally. Also, I can never tell ages. I've looked 30 since I was 15 years
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just stopped aging
3: and then i stopped aging and yeah, i'll never age again exactly you're a witch
1: we know <laughs> yes <laughs> um so james james was from a remote area in new south wales which was 4000 kilometers away from the station and he arrived in july he was described as struggling at school wanted to be financially independent and was um said to be thoughtful and dependable and simon came from the city of adelaide and arrived a month later and people described him as cheeky and outgoing
3: Ooh, cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky boy.
1: Um, And so the area that they're in is the Kimberley. So people who don't know that, it's Western Australia's sparsely settled northern region. I didn't Ooh. write that line in case you couldn't tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, Good. <laughs> yeah. um, it's known for large areas of wilderness defined by rugged ranges, dramatic gorges, and largely isolated coastline. I am a writer and I couldn't write that line. So the job was No, to work. I mean
3: that's like that's National Geographic style. <laughs> totally.
1: <laughs> Wikipedia, I think, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, they were working on the remote cattle station. The conditions they were forced to work in weren't great. When they arrived, the cattle industry was going into or maybe was already in maybe I should have found that out a depression so that's why they were hiring like young inexperienced workers to save money They're like
3: we'll hire anyone
1: yeah yeah (laughs) totally let's exploit whoever we can um so the place that they were working was cutting costs where they could so the accommodation was super basic and unhygienic apparently raw sewage was reported to come up through the shower floor when you flush the toilet (laughs) several documents told me that
3: okay side note (laughs) I, this, this is just a personal story about raw sewage.
1: Please, Please.
3: Um, I've had people working in my backyard for the past few weeks and I have like a back office and I've been letting them use the toilet in the back office. And the other day they were like, Oh, by the way, the toilets clogged. And I assume like maybe it was just like too much toilet paper or something like that. I went in the back yesterday and there is brown water coming out of the toilet and the shower no and I was like oh this no. is not this is not a clogged toilet these these men have destroyed <laughs> my bathroom have, I don't know what they've done that back there but they have destroyed my toilet um that's so that's my that's I'm my so sorry. Story. yeah it was really gross so I called roto-rooter and they're coming tomorrow morning um you called so what Oh, it's like it's like an american company and they have all these com- commercials that are like have a jingle oh my gosh um yeah it's like roto-rooter and um they're like just plumbers they're like the most standard plumbers you can get
1: hey Whatever it yeah. takes,
3: <laughs> whatever it takes to get the brown water out of my Oh my house. gosh!
1: Well, best of luck, yeah. blessings Thank to you. you and your home. That's terrifying.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Oh Anyways, back to back to so, Australia. A- Ali's sewage. fate
1: has been as dark as uh, James and Simon's yeah. has as well. We've learned. I
3: really relate to this whole story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is about me now.
1: <laughs> of course, main character. <laughs> I get it. it absolutely, yeah. Main character <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Um, well, Ali, let us know if this also happens to you. Do you get electric shocks from switching on lights in your house? <laughs> uh, yeah, the all the time. <laughs>
3: um,
1: we need lots of handyman in Ali's home ASAP. Yeah, um, amazing. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> um, The beds were fold out spring beds with like really thin mattresses. The windows appear to have no screens on them, et cetera, et cetera, which in Australia is a big deal because there's insects and all that oh, fun stuff. Oh Um, so yeah. That is what they were living like. But needless to say, they were still really excited about it because this was their dream and they wanted to be independent, cool people so yeah. um a bit about flora valley um the manager of flora valley at the time was giles Loder and i googled how to pronounce that so no one come at me i even I wrote it out
3: you did it said she has the like phonetic <laughs> exactly. pronunciation written out and so if i later
1: in this episode pronounce it wrong it was a mistake okay so yes. giles Loder <laughs> <laughs> also living there was his pregnant wife, Vicky, who, as a side note, had several conversations with one of the boys, James's mother, who was concerned for his safety, um, and had assured her that he would be well taken care of, that he wouldn't be left alone, all these kinds of things, because his parents were pretty worried. Um, there was a governess and more on her later, a cook and a dozen stockmen, so that all the people that were there that were there, yeah. Um, pretty isolated. So James and Simon each had a radio to keep in contact with Mr. Loder. Let's just skip his first name. But there yeah. was <laughs> little outside other support, um, super is- isolated, especially compared to where they were used to living, right? They weren't to yeah. living in the outback. And most of the young experienced boys that they hired never lasted more than two months there. O- obviously understandable. I don't know if I'd yeah. even last that long. So as well as poor living conditions, it sounded pretty dodgy all around in my Um,
3: yeah i think so too i agree
1: (laughs) (laughs) and at the time of his disappearance james allegedly hadn't been paid for two months so everything's feeling a bit dodgy oh god yeah yeah the vehicles that they drove um, the cost to repair them they kept being threatened that that would come out of their paycheck a few weeks before he went missing james had been hit in the head by a spanner thrown by loader I'm just going to go last name now. Yeah, who who was said to be physically and verbally abusive to the younger Jackaroos. So, bad dude.
3: Yeah, this is not a fun work
1: sitch. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So, after seven weeks at Flora Valley, which isn't a lot of learning time, the boys were thrown into the deep end and each sent to work as lone caretakers on two other remote properties. So, there was about 180 kilometers, which in america 112 miles Mm -hmm. apart (laughs) thank you very much so james went northeast to nicholson station and simon south to sturt creek and working alone the boys days consisted of 14 hour round road trips and that was 7 days a week like they didn't get a day off they were checking on everything the, the heat was extreme they were doing things like bore runs which i had to google what that meant um bore water is like the water that the cattle and stuff would drink it's not safe for humans to drink but they oh my were my god yeah they were checking everything was running okay so like checking the windmills fueling the diesel pumps which is something i never thought i'd say Make, yeah, what, like, what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> And making sure other equipment was functioning, basically just making sure everything was working okay to keep the cattle alive. So these people could keep making money. And then these long round trips every day meant driving on like ungraded tracks in vehicles with no air conditioning. And the weather was oh. in the forties in Celsius, which is like 104 and up in Fahrenheit, according That's to Google. Dangerous. <laughs> yes, it's really fucking hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Super hot. So look, These guys weren't having a good time. No, And then they were alone. They were, like, so far apart from anyone else. And they were in rough populated country. The closest town to Nicholson Station, for example, was seven hours away and had a population of 1,200 people.
3: Oh, my God. So if you get hurt, like, there is no hospital near you.
1: Totally. And it's the 80s. So, like, what is available to you? Like, you can't. Yeah. I mean, I doubt there'd be cell service there anyway if they want cell phones. But, like.
3: Yeah. There's, like, no way, like to get help if something yeah. happens to you.
1: Yeah, well, it's mentioned later, but the pregnant wife traveled to like an entirely different state to have her baby. So like, it's so isolated.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, I found out that if you've seen Wolf Creek, which I haven't, I'm a chicken. I've not seen Wolf Creek. Have you, Alex? Oh, is that about Bigfoot? No, it's like an outback. <laughs> no, it's an outback. <laughs> 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 I, I would watch that. Psych, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's about like an Outback murderer in, in oh that like um stopped some backpackers and did I, look I haven't seen it and it's a true story, but they died. Oh shit. <laughs> like, I know that but, much. Spoil it didn't alert, end well. They for died.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will watch that. That's cool. <laughs>
1: but apparently this was like um not far from there like by not far in here it was still like a good drive but like yeah yeah not but far in from the where all that happened yeah
3: oh god not a good location. Not a
1: not a good,
3: absolutely yeah. not
1: absolutely not. Can't get Uber Eats out there. That's for sure. No. Oh god, nightmare. Yeah, totally. So Wednesdays were the only day that the boys saw other people. They would go into Flora Valley, like the main station, and pick up their mail and supplies, um, and they could socialize briefly with other staff at the main station, get their vehicles serviced, and at their the, at their personal stations there was no television or company. Like there was nothing. It was just them. They were completely alone. They were completely far apart from each other. So it's not like they were close to each other. The distances between them don't seem far, but the, because the roads are super rough and rocky and dusty and like in bad weather or bad, it could take like hours and hours of what would normally be like a 30 minute drive for you or I, or maybe not in LA, maybe for a 30 yeah. minute drive yeah. for me. <laughs>
3: that would make you go insane totally isolation in prison like solitary confinement yeah it's crazy yeah
1: and like no tv nothing like what are are you they're, they're teenagers what are they doing
3: I was gonna say yeah they're 17 year old boys like it's not like they're gonna want to read books you no know? exactly
1: well actually in the photos there is it's not one of these boys but there is like a picture of one of the jackaroos and he's just laying there and he's like little short shorts reading like not a playboy but something you know
3: oh my god I literally was gonna be like are they just jerking it <laughs> totally, all week totally. Long? Like, and getting paid $100 a hundred dollars a week to do it yeah
1: actually this sounds great <laughs> can I can go you work there
3: actually side note
1: <laughs> I'll go I'll go to the outback with a Playboy boy and $100 a hundred dollars a week I'm, I'm fine yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh um and oh yeah Ali I've attached a visual for you there so I you just can see how on that. this is
3: so scary it's really in the middle of nowhere yeah there's nothing I mean it's just desolate land
1: wild so ridiculous. yeah this is crazy I couldn't imagine being that isolated and I'm from Australia. Like, I've never been to the Outback in case people listening hadn't figured that out already.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, everyone, honestly, everyone probably had assumed you had. I think people (laughs) who have never been to Australia think the whole, all of Australia is the
1: Outback. Right. Totally. not true. No, absolutely not. (laughs) I have stayed far away from it. Maybe one day. But after writing this, no thanks. No, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Hard pass. Okay, so this is where, if it wasn't already, it gets a bit fishy. So on the afternoon of Monday, December 1st, both boys missed their twice-daily radio calls to the main station. Uh So Vicky, who is the wife that we mentioned, used to be the one to answer these calls. But as I mentioned, she went to New South Wales to have her baby. So they had passed this task on to the governess, who... I Googled what that meant. I was like, what's a governess? Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Her name is Teresa Stanfield Campbell and she was just a 16-year-old girl that grew up on the thing. I don't know why. Like, I, was her... Does that mean her parents owned it? I don't know. I couldn't find that out.
3: I imagine, like, a governess <laughs> to be, like, a, se- a like 50-year-old woman right,
1: who, who was, like,
3: yelling at everyone yeah. and, and in charge or and something. And in a high-waisted
1: skirt, dressed even though it was 80, yeah, she looked yeah, like she like on a the 50s. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A high bun. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I envisioned <it> school, <laughs> but it's a school more. It's like Miss Trunchbull. Yes, that's exactly what I thought it was. That's
1: what I thought too. But then what there's photos of this girl. girl and she's like this 16-year-old long blonde hair having the time of her life dancing around on their social activities. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are oh, you the weird. governess? I'm a governess. I mean, I'm the governess yeah. of my <laughs> <Yeah>. crawlers. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh, Ali, this is a complete side note, but Love I it. it's September. Of course. So I watched Hocus Pocus last night. My annual oh. viewing has begun. Yes. And I think Sarah Jessica Parker has big Ali Siegel vibes in that movie. And that
3: is the, that's a compliment. No, she's I know. I've actually heard that before. So good. <laughs> that's not the first time ever So heard that. good. I can't wait. They're doing the um the reboot comes out, like, October or something, but Bette Midler's become a bit problematic. So she I'm, has. It's yeah, but I'm still
1: going to watch it. 100% still going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> my roommates and I have already decided, because, like, a couple of us are away on trips, and it's like, you better fucking wait until I'm back. Yeah. Don't you dare <laughs> watch it without me.
3: <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, my God. I love
1: it. But, uh, yeah. So... Sarah Jessica Parker did um, follow Allie around for all of 2022 to character study, the reboot. Yeah,
3: she was, uh, what do they call that when um, an actor like doesn't break character even when they're out of character? Oh my
1: gosh, I don't know what that's called. I know what you mean. I'll think of it in like 40 minutes. Yeah.
3: I'll think of it when we're done recording. Text me later. I'm really annoyed. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You just send me the word. I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah you're like okay <laughs> um but anyway this this chick Teresa, oh, she was left in charge of the radios which like weird but then one day yeah. in late november giles going for it going for the pronunciation giles told Teresa to stay out of the radio room and never told her why like no one ever found out why she wasn't allowed back in there It's a bit suspect. Um, And then after that, this guy named Shane Kendall, a 24 year old inexperienced jackaroo who was like quickly promoted to head stockman. Really weird. He was left in charge of the radios, but was given very little training on how to use them. And it was technically station policy to check the welfare of any employee who missed two calls in a row. And yeah, apparent- that's a good idea. Yeah, makes sense. Like, You're if that's their the only connection with anyone, if he missed yeah. one, I think I'm going to be worried. Yeah. But, yeah, it, apparently Shane did nothing about the missed calls. And by the time Giles Loder visited Nicholson on the 3rd of December, both the boys had missed four calls by that point. And, oh,
3: my God. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then... To add to that, the purpose of Loda's visit was to repair a ball motor and not – he wasn't there to check on them. So it, it's a little unclear whether Shane didn't pass this on or whether he did and this guy just didn't give a shit. Didn't care. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he said when he got there to Nicholson that James and the Datsun Ute – oh, Ute. Here's a fun thing. Ute is like a pickup truck. Oh, uh, it's like a utility vehicle but because we're australian we abbreviate everything say
3: ute. Ute. like uni uni and <laughs> going to uni in my
1: ute jump in the ute let's go to the yeah. barbie i don't even talk like that yeah I, no, i'm putting don't. on an australian accent yeah <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? Put it strip on the barbie. I'm
3: like, Lauren, you are Australian.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my gosh. The Australian bimbos are going to come for me after this episode. I know. Oh, you better watch I'm that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice person. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Datsun U he used were both missing. So James and his vehicle were gone. Loda couldn't repair the motor. This was still being his priority, obviously. obviously. Yeah. So he went to pick up a spare part at the other location where Simon's meant to be at Sturt Creek and Simon was missing too. So both boys are missing and he still just kept going with repairing the motor. That was his top priority. Like, yep, got to fix this motor. (laughs) Like no alert, nothing. So he suspected the boys were missing after a while, I guess. And a weird thing is that he opened Simon's mail that was left at his residence um that was sitting there waiting to be mailed home like it was mail that he'd written ready to send to his family and he opened it to see if there was anything i guess is probably what he was doing but the weird thing is that later when this was found out to be i guess information he passed on one of the unposted letters was post dated on thursday the 4th of december so that's that's 72 hours after their last radio contact Oh, that's weird yeah so how did it get there yeah, that's bizarre. It's really weird. I don't know. I I have some thoughts, but I think I'll keep talking before yeah, I reveal those end. thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, Loder yeah. returned to the main station. He got there by ten a.m. Thursday, the fourth, and then reported Simon missing, but not James just one of them. And then he called again at 12 noon and said he'd flown over the area and had a search party looking for Simon. However, none of the workers recall this search party ever happening. And there was still no mention of James or his missing vehicle. I don't think he did the search party. (laughs) Yeah, this guy's dodgy. I don't buy it. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's a piece of shit. Um, (laughs) So then the police finally arrived around 6 p.m. and searched the building, the abandoned vehicles and premises. And it was dark by then. So they're doing all of this in the dark. They went through Simon's belongings. They camped overnight and Simon never returned. And then it wasn't until the next morning that the alarm was raised by Loda that, in fact, two young, inexperienced Jackaroos, both minors, were missing in the desert. And it's now 96 hours since the boys had been heard from. Oh, Jesus! Yeah,
3: and keep in mind it's like a hundred and four degrees. Totally,
1: right? totally. Oh my god! Yeah, terrifying. So then, an actual aerial search began because I don't think the first oh, one ever happened, yeah. and it only lasted three days. Um, they claim it was virtually impossible to do the search because nobody knew where the boys had headed, and the search area was more than a hundred thousand square kilometers in size. I didn't do the math. What's that in miles? It's big. Give it a goog. One, uh, two miles. Just throwing to my fat, fact checker alley.
3: It wow, that's a lot. It's um thirty eight thousand six hundred and ten miles. It's a lot. I'm like pretending yeah, I know I what don't miles I really are. <laughs> know. I was gonna say I don't wow. really know how many miles that is, but it's a lot.
1: <laughs> big it's a big area. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big. really big area. <laughs> so the Ute that was presumably the truck that was presumably taken was known to be unroadworthy. Needed to be primed every forty kilometers or so. So it was assumed that the broken that the Ute had broken down, um, and that after seventy-two hours without water in forty-degree heat, the boys had died. Everyone just kind of gave up yeah but lotus suggested to the police who of course believed him that the boys had gone on hunting and got bogged but then they discovered james's shotgun still at sturt creek which he would have taken hunting with him so that yeah quickly fizzled doesn't make sense and then he came with another story (laughs) he went to the media and claimed that the boys stole the ute and were making their way home for christmas and probably got bogged along the way same thing so he was implying that if they died it was their own fault what does bogged mean? Oh, oh, is that slang? Uh oh, yeah. Okay, um, it's like when you get stuck. Usually, okay, I don't know if this part's true, but when we used to get bogged when I grew up on the farm, it was like when the the stuff was like muddy the ground, the stuff.
3: Oh, got it. Like so you're, you're you're stuck. stuck. Mm-hmm. You're stuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that Aussie slang?
3: Yeah, I've never heard Ooh. of
1: bogged
3: before. I don't but, think I've I mean, said like, that
1: word in many years either. I
3: I understood. <laughs> I think like from your like context Mm -hmm. in like in America it's like when you're bogged down well I guess no they say yeah
1: you're like stuck
3: yeah it says it's no it says that it is what it is (laughs) it is what it is it is what you say it is I I just never heard that word before (laughs) sorry that's just to be fair
1: it does no not at all it does sound like a word Australians would use like bogged yeah it doesn't sound like like a nice word.
3: When I heard bogged it's like I'm bogged down with work or like I'm bogged yeah. down with things to do like I'm like weighed down but I guess no it that's not that's it that's our
1: slang. No you're right. I forgot about the bogged down with work.
3: Yeah. All
1: right, sorry guys. <laughs> continue (laughs) but now everyone's in the loop yeah
3: now now everyone knows the many definitions of the word
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you have any others let us know so so yeah then james's parents were skeptical of all of this so they flew in to help with the search but then i read that um the police found them annoying (laughs) quite unquote annoying and didn't really listen to them when they requested more extensive searches so that's great
3: Yeah, isn't it so annoying when your kids go missing? Gosh, it's
1: the worst. They're so annoying.
3: It's so annoying when ki- when parents want to find their kids.
1: God, <laughs> just let, let it go, you know? Yeah,
3: let it go. God, yeah. move on.
1: Yeah, live your life. What are you doing? So <laughs> annoying. <laughs> so what is likely, What is um, what we think happened is that it yeah. appears the two boys met up on the night of December 1st, drove into the desert in an unreliable vehicle, and then no one knows why or where they were going. Oh Jesus! Yeah. So oh <laughs> there's more, but wait. Oh God, there's more.
2: <laughs> oh God, I feel
1: like I'm just like spitting facts now, and I'm not being fun. <laughs> no,
3: you're being very. Fun. <laughs> I'm, but and I'm like what this is
1: sweating and terrified because this story scared me so much.
3: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm on the edge of my seat. I want to know what happens next. I mean, I'm reading your doc and a few paragraphs down, it says the word dingoes. So you're excited. I'm ready to hear what happens next.
1: (laughs) Throw a dingo in there. Yeah. Um, So this happened in December and it wasn't until April the next year that two bulldozer drivers um, discovered the ute bogged, bogged in (laughs) in sand dunes to the south on an isolated track. And it's the kind of land that Google, after a quick Goog, it told yeah. me that if you were driving a regular car, it would have felt like you were driving in water. Like, that's how oh my god. The, the land is. So there were clear signs that the boys had tried to jumpstart the U. Jumpstart's a thing, right? That's yeah, yeah, universal? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> remembering, th- remembering, remembering, remembering they were in 40, 40- <laughs> they're in 40 degree heat, 104 104- degrees yeah Yeah. um and they had no belongings with them which was weird i think i missed that but like all of their stuff was left at their their place yeah so they left like their wallets they left their cash they left the letters they left everything so the drivers discovered that an sos made out of spanners is that a thing i think you call them wrenches Oh, okay. Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wrenches, yeah. Made out of wrenches was on the roof of the Ute, and an arrow made out of rocks, tools, and twigs pointed north. That's what they found with the car. Poor guys. Yeah. So then, seventy-five meters away, they found a shovel, and then another four and a half kilometers, the remnants of a red checkered shirt was found. So. Oh, interest. yeah so
3: they tried to walk somewhere yeah
1: yeah so when these drivers found this that's when they alerted police and then another search was made and um, they found an abandoned campsite about 19 kilometers north of the ute so yeah it was clear the boys had traveled and then made a camp and nearby was a line of human bones oh
2: god yeah which was later yeah
1: no fun (laughs) Yeah, they later determined that those remains were Simon Amos, and there was a bullet hole in his forehead, and a rifle was nearby. Oh Jesus! Yeah, and Simon's remains had been disturbed by dingoes. Sorry, the dingo thing wasn't more exciting, Ali. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And wild dogs and camels, which was news to me. Didn't know there was camels there. Am I the worst Australian? That's
3: insane. Yeah. Oh my God, camels in the outback. That's bizarre.
1: Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Good place for them. But also what? I didn't know that. Do you know in my hometown, there was, <laughs> there's um this, my first job was at McDonald's and it was a McDonald's Express, which was like on the corner, like open window version, like just walk up yeah. like a kiosk. Uh-huh. And so it was downtown. So like all of the cars would drive by. And in my hometown, you can like get camel rides on the beach. And they had this. <laughs> they had, they had this like car as an advertisement that would go through in like holiday periods and it had like this giant camel on the roof and it would drive Stop it would it. just <laughs> it would do laps of the town playing their like jingle really loud so all day at work you'd just hear hey 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 ride a camel today <laughs> just over and over
3: that's the best song I've ever heard <laughs> That's literally the best song I've ever heard in my life. It's it's not. There needs to be a real recording of that. (laughs) I tried to just Google Australian camel car and nothing came up. But I would love if if anyone has a picture of that. Campbell car. I would love to see it.
1: Port Macquarie. Oh no, I'm revealing where I grew up. Sorry, I don't oh, live there anymore. Port Macquarie. It ca- it's okay. I'm just more embarrassed. It's not a secret. <laughs> 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 I got out. Oh, <laughs> uh, if I Google it, just pictures of the actual thing come up. Let's see. Car. Like, I wonder if the car even runs anymore. It was pretty beat up at the time. Nah, dude. That not finding so anything. Funny. Hey, but you can still do a camel ride there.
3: Yeah. If you're from there and you happen to have a picture of this camel car, we
1: would love. Yes, please. And also, hey, because we probably know each other. Small town. Yeah.
3: And also, (laughs) also, hi, you and Lauren went to high school together.
2: Were you my my first kiss? Hi. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you and Lauren definitely
3: know each other.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes.
3: Let's take a quick break for announcements. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to bonus episodes, shout outs, merch, discounts, and more. Please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become a patron. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, we will shout you out. If you give us a one-star review, we will also probably read it, but don't do that. And also, shout out to the person who is absolutely making multiple accounts and giving the same, same one-star review. We know you're the same person because your last one-star review said, no, I'm multiple people, and you're our number one fan. And also, Eurios has a hotline, 626-604-6262. 626-604-6262. Six, Keep calling in and mailbag episodes will continue soon. Now back to our program. So I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that like, was I mean, maybe you're addressing this, but like this bullet hole, do you think it was like a courtesy shot that like they were like dehydrated and dying and like yeah like please kill me or like was this a murder
1: i there's a few things that come up that because i thought that at first too but then there was some other yeah. like suspicious stuff that i found out but at first I... I thought yeah maybe a courtesy or maybe uh like i'm dehydrated delirious and i don't want to do this anymore like suicide yeah. thing yeah that's what i think at this point but yeah okay,
3: we'll see where yeah. the story
1: goes so that was simon and then another kilometer away, which is less than a mile, not far, okay. from, from Simon's body, they found James. But unlike Simon, his remains were still had some flesh, hair, and clothing. Um, so mm-hmm. it indicated he hadn't been dead for as long. Yeah. Um, and he left behind a water bottle with a message scratched on the lid. And it said, James, my fault. I always love you, Mom and Dad, Jason, Michelle, Joanne. And then on the side, it said, I found peace, which like is going to make me cry just reading that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, these oh.
1: boys, you know,
3: Yeah, it's so sad.
1: Yeah. But it, it just like adds to the mystery, too. I'm like, I don't understand yeah,
3: what happened.
1: Yeah. So the coroner determined that Simon died of the bullet wound and James's official cause of death was given as dehydration.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: And I bet that is not a good way to die totally i could yeah horrible horrible but i don't i don't feel satisfied with that because (laughs) there's some other things that came up like the shifty dodgy manager yeah yeah and there's a few other things that are just like weird things that came up so that are worth noting the station cook that i mentioned graham whose last name i'm not going to try and pronounce slept <laughs> <laughs> it was he said he slept with a knife under his pillow after hearing the rumor that giles Loder put a previous cook in hospital so this guy's a bad dude
3: yeah i don't trust this guy at all no oh
1: god um, all of the station personnel seemed to have memory lapses about the two boys. Nobody could remember the last meetings or conversations with James or Simon or whether anybody had been told they'd miss their routine call ins. Like everyone forgot everything. Um which is that's weird. weird.
3: So they were threatened to <laughs> Yeah, totally. Forget.
1: Yeah. Don't say anything. Yeah, don't say
3: it. yeah, that was that was really threatening Lauren. Don't <laughs> 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 say anything yeah don't yeah hey don't
1: say I'm a scary girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) I can stick up for myself um
3: you pretending to be threatening is so cute hey
1: don't don't It's like (laughs) it'd be really nice if you didn't say anything (laughs) I mean if you're going to I guess I can't stop you but like if you don't mind (laughs) be really helpful for me yeah (laughs) um Okay, some other weird things are that James was apparently an experienced Boy Scout who knew how to survive if he was stranded. He had all the skills. So yeah, that's sus. That's, that's us. Again, he left all his stuff behind. So, that's anyway. That's also weird. Yeah. Um, you would think if he was experienced, he would know what to take with him. Um, people yeah. have questioned why there was no evidence of a fire to signal for help at the campsite because there were unused matches left in the car. So they had these to like okay, that's start that's a fire really <laughs> yeah. yeah both boys yeah so the boys boys both boys, 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 boys both boys both boys left their <laughs> wallets i'm i'm from new zealand now and don't come at me for that <laughs> terrible accent their wallets cash and letters from family and friends at their respective homesteads and simon had left behind his most treasured possession a valiant charger i googled that it's a car <laughs> oh <laughs> I was like oh, that he was yeah, restoring that? so if they're abandoning their jobs and going home which is what the manager had claimed yeah would um, think they would have taken their things I mean
3: it's insane like to leave your wallet and money behind if you're going somewhere like totally that makes zero sense
1: totally and also a valiant charger is a hot car just so you know I think you
3: know what it is I yeah, looked it's it up. like an old car
1: it's the kind of thing that like I don't know. Maybe I should have looked up what year it was from because now I might sound stupid. But like if I was in that 70s show and like Donna's girlfriend, I'd want to yeah, drive this car.
3: I would want that car. Yeah. Like you wouldn't just leave that behind if you're no, going somewhere. Yeah. You would take that car. You would take
1: that and car not not and not the youth. youth that breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And then again, the difference in the decomposition of the boys' bodies shows that Simon died much earlier than James. And they think that perhaps a month or even more between their deaths. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they were like the bodies were still really close together. So it's really like in terms That's of distance. Weird? Yeah. Super weird. Human blood, okay, this one's fucked up. Human blood found on James's hat was tested and found that it wasn't from him or Simon. So it's like a mystery person's blood. And Loda, the manager, was said to be like abusive, apparently had a bandaged leg after the boys went missing.
3: Did they blood, did they
1: test? Did they I DNA? couldn't find that. I don't, I don't like nothing That's I looked crazy. at said that they did that. I don't oh know whether, my like, God. when was DNA testing? When did that come in again? I
3: feel like I've Googled this so many times and <laughs> I never remember. DNA testing origin.
1: Oh, a year later. Oh fuck. Well there you go. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, that answers that. But still, do you think I wonder where the hat is now? Or like when that came to be, like when DNA thing became a thing. (laughs) <laughs> it's my Nathan's hot dog hat. That's a great hat. <laughs> I almost you. oh shit! I was going to wear my women hat. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm having a good head, I am glad I did. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad you didn't either. <laughs> okay, and then another thing is that residents in a nearby Aboriginal community claim that when the boys drove through, they saw the Ute, and then they saw another vehicle following the Ute into the desert, and then that vehicle returned the next night alone.
3: Uh, okay, so yeah. obviously, obviously, Giles killed them.
1: Totally. Totally. And then the water bottle that I mentioned with the note scratched into it from James um, went missing. So when the police sent James's family a photo of the lid, no message was visible.
2: That's
1: weird. That's weird. Yeah. And then lastly, when the when The boys' bodies were finally found months later, and then they held a memorial service. The loaders, like that family, didn't attend or offer condolences or anything. So, I mean, that's insane. Even if they're not guilty, they're pieces of shit. So, yeah, like that's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Sorry. I'm getting really angry.
3: I know. Can you tell? I'm also I'm also so confused about the month difference in right. their decomposition. Like that's so confusing. Yeah,
1: like I think I think that something sketchy went on with the manager and that perhaps James was left there. Like Simon was killed oh. and then James was left there or something yes yes okay yeah that's smart. maybe injured which is why he didn't get very far maybe i don't know like maybe they fought and that's maybe then the blood was of the managers and then if he was injured he couldn't travel very far i don't know i just had a really gross thought oh no do you
3: think that james had to eat simon to <gasps>
1: survive for a oh my bit? gosh maybe oh fuck maybe he was just just all bones and stuff oh my gosh maybe it wasn't dingoes or maybe oh fuck i don't know just putting that out there i mean maybe
3: i mean like what would you do yeah like if that's you know and if
2: this
1: person's already passed yeah. Oh, God, this bad. Okay, continue. Sorry, I just had that thought. That's okay. These are the thoughts you have when you do stuff like this every week, Ali. Yeah, you're you're, you're trained true. to think about yeah, all the options. <laughs> Your brain is ready to think yeah, about all the possibilities. Well, it just goes there, yeah. <laughs> um, so ultimately, the deaths were deemed accidental. Like, no one, everyone just assumed that's, yeah, no one was charged, nothing. So, um, James's parents later sued Australian stations, um, over the psychiatric injuries they suffered. So during the months they were waiting to find out what happened, James's, Mom's mental health breakdown, and then his dad had to stop working to keep, take care of her. So they sued for that. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And the couple claimed that their son died due to negligence of the company, which, yeah, even if this guy didn't kill them, yeah. f- sucks at his job. There's horrible. Conditions so. yeah, and like no training, sending them to live isolated as teenage boys with no training like it's just yeah, anything could happen, so the family said that they'd never been satisfied with any explanation of why the boys had driven into the desert, and mrs. Annette, who's James's mom, believed that they had met had been met with foul play, and the Western Australian Supreme Court rejected the couple's claim in the year two thousand, finding that they were too far removed from the events surrounding their son's death to be compensated. <laughs> Just so, what thing? the fuck?
3: That's crazy. Who
1: is, like, how can you be far removed as a parent? Yeah, what's what?
3: insane? I,
1: yeah, I don't, I, I got that from several articles. I was like, did I read this right? That copyright.
3: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, But then later the High Court found Australian stations did owe a duty of care to James's parents, which allowed them to plan an appeal before the Western Australian Court of Criminal Appeal. Good um so mrs annette said that her main objective was to learn what happened to her son not to receive compensation and in march 2003 james's parents received an out-of-court compensation payout for damages due to the emotional shock caused by their son's mysterious death yeah so i mean not justice but something no at least
3: something but it's like there's still no answers
1: yeah yeah and then i have a quote from james's mum who said he was a wonderful boy he was an excellent sportsman and received a letter from the then sports minister john brown congratulating him he was in the boy scouts he loved the outdoors james meant far too much to us we have fought for 16 years and if we have to fight for another 16 years we will so these boys were very loved very yeah yeah that's so sad yeah
3: i wonder what happened oh my god (laughs)
1: That's like oh the worst God, timing, but gross. also maybe the best because I was starting to get sad that I just fucking yeah, knocked my he microphone a off the desk. I don't he, know he, what yeah. happened. The drawer Lauren
3: of my just desk opened and, her, and swatted her mic over. <laughs>
1: the drawer of my okay, I think there's a ghost <laughs> because the drawer of my desk just opened on its own, and then yeah. I don't know what happened. I and said, I wonder headphones. what happened,
3: and then Lauren's desk drawer opened on its own, and her mic fell. <laughs> So if that's not a ghost, I don't know what is they're trying to (laughs) James Simon. Are you here?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. We're on your
3: side, (laughs) side. obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I think that it's the the guy Giles followed that. I don't I I don't I don't know. Because like, why were they going out there in the first place? Maybe he maybe he was following them and was like by gunpoint or something. and was like drive out here. I'll tell you when to stop or I don't know. I, but, yeah. I'm i just so confused. Um, if you guys know or have a theory, if you guys know, yeah. <laughs> if one of you is there, knows what happens. Uh, if you guys have any theories, please call in or email us and let us know what you think. Uh, Lauren... Where can people find you on the internet? Where can people find your podcast, et cetera?
1: Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Uh, my Dad Stole My Limelight is available wherever you can listen to your podcasts. Um, I don't have social media anymore, so you can't find oh, me there. Oh, yeah,
3: queen.
1: Um, oh my God,
3: <laughs> what a move. I love that for
1: you. That's right. I still have my podcast social media, so I can still lurk my exes. Um,
3: Great, <laughs> right, I, so, I just was curious. Whether <laughs> so
1: well, there's a will, there's a way. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I, I write a sub stack as well, which is just hi, Laura and Deborah, on Substack. So that's a weekly blog where I talk about. I, I call it the um, digital journal of a chronic oversharer because I love to share okay. all my things. Yeah.
3: i love that um well lauren thank you so much for coming on and elmon yeah oh you're
1: so cute she's gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) ali
3: said Uh, my name (laughs) (laughs) congratulations on uni and social work is such an honorable uh trade so good for you i always wanted to get to social work but i did not have the the fortitude
0: small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes
2: So um, good for you.
3: And uh, Lauren, we'll have to have you on again. And everyone listen to her podcast. It's so great. And it's moving and inspirational. And she has like a different guest on each week to talk about how they came out and what it was like for them. And it's really awesome. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, this is Lauren and Allie, the school marms. (laughs) No, not school marms. uh, Governesses. Governesses. I was about to say mistresses. (laughs) The governesses of yeah, The governesses <laughs> of web crawlers. Thank you for listening.
1: Bye.
2: An Irio's original, powered by Acast.